Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everybody's feeling well, feeling real nice. <laughs> I think Birdland, I think we're all feeling real nice. The food tastes better. The drinks are going down smoother. The beer tastes colder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a good time to be an Orioles fan. Right now, 26 and 13. 13 games above 500, first time since 2016, which was their last game of the season. I love it. Michael Elias says the rebuild's over. You're damn right it's over. Now, when things are going well with the Orioles, you got to soak it in. You got to enjoy the moment. You never know. It's a long season. What the hell's going to happen? You know, they could go on a five-game losing streak, and, and you didn't enjoy the good times when everything was going well, five game losing streak. God damn it. Negative Nate, get out of here. Nobody's talking about losing streaks. Settle down. You're right. Negative Nate, get back in your cage. But here we are. Speaking of having a blast, birdbath, baby, section 86. Haven't had a chance to go and put my poncho on and enjoy the birdbath blast. How would you like to have Mr. Splash's job? Shit. I think I missed that on LinkedIn. didn't see that one on zip recruiter look at that i'd be like hey wait a minute i could do that in the interview what makes you think that you have experience to be a hose squirter well i have experience with hoses i've sprayed things i've sprayed people and when i was younger i used to spray my family and friends all the time so i think i'm ready for the job congratulations you're hired (laughs) and i want you to think mr splash gets paid you know, he's got it. He's got someone's got to pay him unless it's voluntary. Right. I mean, w- whether it is or not, it's a damn good time. You have that job on your resume. So it says here you were a hose squirter, a.k.a. Mr. Splash. You want to tell us about that? So, of course, I'm going to have to get my tickets in that section. Get down there. Go down near Cam Yards. Get a little wet. And you go down there. Get some water on me. Get some water. Oh, man, everybody on Twitter uh, doing the I want to get wet jokes. Oh, all the sexual innuendos. I want to get wet. Wait, what did you say? And of course, you know, there's always those creepy dudes responding to some of those girls like it's some girl on her OnlyFans account. Hey, DM me. It's like, no, you nut job. She's just making a birdbath Camden Yards joke. Everyone going, I want to get wet. (laughs) The women are trying to jump in on the joke line, too. Of course, people jump. Ooh, DM me. Oh, my God. Lunatics. You know, I thought it was going to be something different. The birdbath. I thought it was going to be where everyone has like a cup of water or water bottle and everyone just starts spraying each other and getting crazy. Definitely makes more sense. A, A guy spraying everybody with a hose. I definitely wouldn't have gotten that promotion if I brought that idea into the marketing department. Everyone has a water bottle and a, like they can bring in buckets of water and just start throwing it on each other. Yeah, I probably would not have gotten that promotion in the marketing department. But I thought that's what it was going to be. 
Because I, I see people posting all about, you know, these are the water bottles I'm bringing into the stadium that night. So I'm thinking, all right, when they score or extra base hit, everyone's just going to it's going to be a, a water throwing party. And I'm thinking of the people sitting around the sections. I'm like, man, they might get a little pissed off. But no, they of course, there's people who <laughs> understand the situation. And that's a lot better idea with the hose. So I'm definitely going to get my ticket. Go down to Air Cam Yards, get some water on me. Get my poncho. Now, there was a little dr- little birdbath drama. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Ooh, little drama about the birdbath. Now, when you're scrolling through Twitter and you see someone tweet a screenshot of a personal message, a direct message from Twitter, you're like, uh-oh, shit's about to happen. What's about to go down? So I was scrolling through that for a little bit. You didn't see that. <laughs> a couple podcasts. Uh, Eric from Barstool, you know, got a little interesting. So I admit I was scrolling through that a little bit. Looked like I was sitting there late at night in my bed, like I was reading an old gossip magazine or something. Ooh. <laughs> reading every other tweet. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't see it. I'm sure you could find it. Anyway. I love how people, too, are like, I don't know, man. I'm staying out of this one. Well, you should because you were never involved. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah, you shouldn't say anything because nobody was saying anything to you. Stay out of it. Now, I, you can read it like I did, but you can stay out of it. Anyway, moving on here. Again, don't forget, check out sportsdrink.org, all your sports podcasts and not sports podcasts. Uh, This podcast is a part of that network. Go check them out, sportsdrink.org. They're all over the Twitter and Instagram, all that good shit. They got a ton of podcasts, a lot of great ones out there, including mine. By the way, this was kind of funny. Somebody sent me a screenshot. It said, congratulations, you're number 36 on the uh, baseball podcast in Norway. It's called, it's like chartable.com, number 36 on the list. Not bad. Right above, number 37 is Locked On MLB Daily Podcast, Major League Baseball. And then there's 36, Full Count Chaos. So I just want to give a shout out to all my Norway fans. (laughs) I don't know what this is. Anyway, so yeah, number 36 on their Apple Norway podcast charts for baseball podcasts out there. So what's up to all the Norway fans? That was random. Oh, boy. Fan graphs, they just feel like they they can never give Orioles the love that they deserve. Rumor is it's a uh, bunch of Red Sox fans that run that site. I don't know if that's true. Could have just been a joke, and then the joke continued into a rumor, and now it's a fact. But the Orioles, before the Pirate Series, they were 35% of uh, making the playoffs. And they had him in the bottom in the AL East. And let me see. I'm trying to pull this up again. So now I think, what is it? Saturday, they have the Orioles. Now it's up 39.2%. The Red Sox dropped down to 32.7. And before the Pirate, before the two games against uh, Pittsburgh, they had the Orioles at 35% and the Red Sox at 36. Pretty sure that's how it happened. But anyway, 39.2. They have the Yankees 69% making the playoffs. Blue Jays at 77. And the uh, Rays at 94%. 
The Orioles right now 26 and 13, second in the division. The Orioles uh, held their own against Atlanta. They took two out of three against Tampa. They're beating up on Pittsburgh right now. They've already won the series. But here we are with the Orioles just above the Red Sox, number four in the division. Again, before Pittsburgh's uh, uh, series, the Orioles were at the bottom of the division. Just no love, fan graphs. No love. What are you doing? My neighbor was texting me all pissed off about that. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck's wrong with fan graphs? It's like an angry guy. I love him. His name's Ben McDonald, actually, believe it or not. I was going to have him on the podcast and just tell you guys that, hey, I'm having Ben McDonald on. And not obviously tell you it's the Orioles. It's not the Orioles, Ben McDonald. Just be like, yeah, man, uh, how about those HOA fees going up? Everybody's like, what the fuck is Nate asking Ben McDonald about HOA fees? Be like, so uh, what kind of grass seed do you use on your lawn? People be like, oh, my God, this is the worst interview. Nate's got Ben McDonald on the podcast, and he's asking about grass seed. But, yeah, he <laughs> sent me a text. Fuck fan graphs. <laughs> I, I, I got to agree with him. Fuck fan graphs. Got the Orioles that low. The pitching, man, I, I'm telling you, with the Orioles, how they're rolling. The pitching is holding shit down lately. They've only allowed three runs or less in each of their last six games. And Tyler Wells on Saturday night, are you kidding me? I've got balls of steel. Guy says, give me the damn ball. I've got this. Seven innings pitched, eight Ks, which is career high, two walks, and not until the seventh. He was starting to get a little winded. You could tell he was getting tired. He was just trying to get to that finish line. Now, I got to give a ton of respect to Freddie Gonzalez for leaving Tyler Wells in on Saturday night. It's a two nothing game. There's two outs and Tyler Wells. You can tell he's getting a little tired and it's back to back walks. And, and then you also see Perez warming up in the bullpen. You're like, Oh shit. Cause Perez hasn't exactly been lights out like he was last season, but you're saying you got to give Tyler Wells this last batter. Let him get out of this. Cause you know, you got Cano Bautista boom, boom game over but you just want Tyler to get that seven innings in. And I, I got to say, look, I, I think if Haig was there, I think he would have pulled Tyler out and, and brought Perez in. I mean, Haig's got an itchy trigger finger when it comes to the bullpen, taking guys in and out, whatever. But Freddie Gonzalez said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him pitch. Hats off to you, Freddie. God bless you. Tyler gets out of it. Gets his seven innings. <laughs> Currently, he's got a .72 whip. Best in baseball right now. Rule 5 guy. 2023 is the best pitcher on the Orioles. God bless him. Love me some Tyler Wells. And you know who else I love? I'll give you one guess. Nope, you're wrong. Cedric Mullins. Oh, love me some Seti. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. A couple years ago, again, this guy was just a memory. Down in AA. I ah, hope it works out for him now. Here he is helping Elias out for when he trades him. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. Who knows? We need some pitching. Cedric Mullins would be a great trade. Get the Orioles some nice pitching. Don't talk like that, Nate. Stop talking like that. The guy just hit for the cycle, and you want to make a joke about trading him? Real fucking funny. No, I love Cedric. I'm still getting texts and tweets asking how I feel now. How do you feel now? You feel like a real ass now, don't you? Again, I was only talking about the guy's arm strength. I gave him a ton of props about defense and bat. Oh, forget. I'm not going to defend myself. <laughs> I've defend myself enough with this conversation. I wasn't saying he's a bad player. 
I was just talking about his arm. Until this day, right now, I'm talking about his arm. He doesn't have a good arm in center field. But holy shit, can he play some defense. Uh, but yeah, still getting the text. What do you think now, you jackass? It's like family members. It's like they're disgusting with me. My aunt calls me. Is this true? Did I hear this right? You're talking shit about our center fielder? Okay, Aunt Lucy, all I said was, I don't want to hear it. So I'm getting it from everybody. Please leave me alone, folks. Ah, the fun of being a sports fan. The fun of being an Orioles fan. We love it. Now, if you didn't hear, and if you didn't hear and you're an Orioles fan, what are you doing? Where are you? Come back to Birdland. Cedric Mullins hitting for the cycle. Smoke weed every day. And I can't remember the last time I jumped out of my recliner so damn fast when he hit that home run. I think I pulled about four muscles in each leg. My lower back hurts. Slow down there, Nate. Slow it down. And I was just telling my wife before he was coming up the back because he was on deck. There's two outs. And here comes Frazier. And I'm like, I-, I tell you what, if somehow Mullins gives up the bat here, he's hitting for the cycle. And I was telling my wife about what the cycle's all about. And he needs a home run. And the chances of him hitting home run, pfft, hits a home run. Boom, I'm out of the recliner. I think my pants ripped, fell to the ground. <laughs> I was just yelling. My wife's even yelling. She's like, oh, my God, he did it. Yeah, he's on deck, two outs. I'm sitting there. I'm like, there's no way. When he hit that home run, you just got to think to yourself, there's got to be a higher power right now writing these stories with sports. Because the shit that we see all the time being a sports fan, sometimes you just shake your head and you're like, there's just no way that somebody is not writing a script. All right, Nate, you're getting a little deep. Tone it back. Second player in 2023 to hit the cycle, and he's the seventh Orioles player to hit the cycle. Uh, who was the last Orioles player? I think it was Austin Hayes, right? I'm acting like I don't have it written down in front of me. Yeah, it was Austin Hayes, June 22nd, 2022. And he was the first one to greet him. Cedric has joined the club. Brooks Robinson, Cal Ripken, Aubrey Huff. Oh, my buddy, Felix P.A. Jonathan VR and Austin Hayes. That's a nice group to join. Now, I've talked about on here about getting emotional in sports. I think it was last year. I uh, had you guys write in. Some people sent in some really emotional stories about when they actually cried. Not like emotional, like you're just sitting there and you feel all warm and fuzzy in your heart and you got the butterflies in your belly and you're like, I love sports. I mean, like, <laughs> like sobbing. Like emotional sobbing in sports. And some people did write into the show. I think a lot of them gave fake names. <laughs> telling the stories about how they were actually sobbing. Like needed a towel to dab off the tears. But I almost, almost shed a tear. And I was one of them who stated I haven't ever shed a tear in sports. I've gotten extremely excited, emotional. Um, I did say, what was it, in 2012, when the Orioles beat Texas in the wild card game, I could feel my eyes starting to water up. Now, a tear didn't come down my face, but I was almost there. And that was one of the closest times that I ever got truly emotional in a game. Now, when Cedric Mullins ran out on that field, and, of course, the team stood back and said, hey, man, it's all yours. And everybody stood up. 
standing ovation to jogging out. You could just hear the theme of the natural. Now, that would have been great if Camden Yards played that song as he was running out. Oh, that would have been perfect. I think if I would have heard that, I think I would have shed a tear. I think it would have been the first time that the tears were rolling down the cheeks because of sports. But I was almost there. Almost! When he ran out on that field and he's taking off his hat, everybody's just screaming and yelling. Section 86, they're all soaking wet, throwing water around. Oh, what a moment. Cedric Mullins, currently batting 261 with five home runs, 821 OPS, 31 RBIs, 12 stolen bases. He's the shit. He is the shit. Oh, boy, also that night. Shit, I almost got emotional twice that night. You kidding me? Bautista coming in. Volf. Oh, jeez. You want to talk about shit in the bed? Ooh. That boy came out on the mound and just pulled his pants down, squatted down, and took a big old dump on that mound. He says, no problem. Six to two lead. Let's bring in Volf. You know, he's been okay lately, but this should be no problem. He comes in. No problem. Big old turd on the mound. Home run. Base hit. Walk. You know, guy on, uh, what was it? Runner on third and first. Six to three now. So now the tying run is at the plate. Hyde says, let's bring in Bautista. There's no outs. First and third. Six to three. Was six to two. Now it's six to three. What does Bautista do? I've got this, coach. Give me the fucking ball. I've got this. Boom, boom, boom. Just strikes them out. Each batter at the plate was the tying run. And Bautista said, let's end this game. Orioles win 6-3. to three. That, that whole night, just an emotional, exciting night with the bird bath and the Cedric Mullins cycle. The offense is clicking. And this offense cracks me up because they, they fool me a lot. It'll be late in the game, six inning. They've had like two hits. It's like, guys, what's going on with you? Boom. Their alarm wakes them up. They wake everybody up. They just start hitting base hits, home runs, and they win the game just like that. You know, it's just like, hey, guys, sometimes it takes us a good solid six innings to wake up, but boy, do they wake up. But every time I'm like, chill out, Nate. It's the 2023 Orioles. They know what they're doing. It's almost like their strategy. It's like a boxer, you know? They're not going for the knockout. They're just trying to get the other boxer tired. And then when they see him tired, boom, they strike. Game over. A lot of I told you so people coming out of the ward work uh, about how well the Orioles are doing. It wasn't exactly a hot take to say that the Orioles were going to be really well, uh, play well this season. You know, especially last year, they had a great season. They finished with a winning record. They were basically fighting for the wild card playoffs uh, the second half of the season. So, again, it wasn't exactly a hot take, but my God, so many people out there want to be like, see, you know, I I told you they were going to be this well. All right. Okay. I mean. What do you want me to tell you? Yes, the Orioles are the real deal. I think everybody in the world is realizing that right now. The Orioles, so far, they've won 18 of 23 games, mainly against sub-500 teams. But in the six games against the teams with the best records in both leagues, they battled a 3-3 three and three split. Should have been 4-2. and two. They had that game against Atlanta in the extra innings. Just slipped away. But now 6-6 six and six versus AL East. And 19 and 7 versus other teams. Moral of the story 
any team outside the East is child's play. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody in the East right now has a record over 500. The playoffs started right now. And again, that's one of my pet peeves. I've expressed that saying, if the playoffs started today, but if they did, it'd be everyone in the East. That whole division has better records than everybody. Well, except Texas won. So now they're 24 and 15. But you get my point. If the playoffs started today, that's what it would be like. And the pitching, again, thank God for the pitching lately. And the offense, look, the offense is always going to put on a show. But it was getting frustrating because before Friday, before the seventh inning, when they turned it on, uh, they only had five hits with runners in scoring position in their past in their last 57 at bats. But somehow they just keep getting those late inning hits to win the game. And they just keep doing it. But yeah, I saw that stat and I was before everything started rolling on that game against Pittsburgh. It's just frustrating. Like, what the fuck? Now, the defense is typically on their game, all right? Orioles have turned the most double plays in the majors with 43. And, again, Jorge, Cedric Mullins, they just continue to put on a show as well. I miss the old Jorge. I tweeted that. I love Jorge Mateo. I talked about last week how I've defended him when people in the beginning of the season, there was a lot of Jorge hate. People were shitting on him. I love him. I was just going down the list of why I think he's just a great player and the, hopefully the Orioles hold on to him. But I don't know. He's declining. I'm just hoping that the month of April isn't some month where, you know, we'll all be talking about that a year later. Remember that April month that Jorge had? Oh, my God. If he could continue that, he'd be one of the best players in baseball. But that poor guy. And I know when you start going down that rabbit hole of having a slump, it's tough. Feels like you get the yips. And of course, I think we all know that Jorge wasn't going to continue the season with like a 367 batting average. And I hate picking on the guy, but he's he's struggling a little bit. I mean, his last 15 games, he's batting 170 with a 200 OBP. His last seven games, 22 at bats, he has a 91 average with a 136 slugging. Now, you know, we're lighting our candles. We're praying for Jorge. And he'll figure it out. Like I said, we all kind of had an idea. He wasn't going to continue to have a 300-something average. Or maybe he'll snap out of it and wind up getting back up there. But either way, as long as he's at shortstop, I'm a happy guy. Great defense. Great arm. And when he's at bat, if he gets on base, that's it. He's in the pitcher's head. Fucking him up, throwing it home. Knowing he's going to be on second in a second. Love me some Jorge. Of course, we're all going to put our hands together, sing some songs, and hope Jorge figures it out, which I know he will. Now, back to pitching. Oh, Cano. Boy, do we love ourselves some Cano. Woo! This guy is having himself one hell of a season. Now, it happens every time. Every season, you see a great reliever on the Orioles have like a hell of a month. And what's the conversation that always starts? He needs to be the closer. Put him in the closer role. But I think we can all agree the closer role, it's a whole different beast. It can mess with your head. You know, we've seen a lot of relievers. They do go in the closing role, and then they just shit the bed. Again, it's just a different beast. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Cano, I bet he might be a good reliever. Maybe he'll get in that ninth inning, and, you know, his head will mess with him, and, and he'll shit the bed. 
Well, Wednesday night, he goes in. He's the closer against the best team in baseball, of course, Tampa. He made it look so fucking easy. Just boom, 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 game over. I'm like, this fucking guy needs to come out with a cape. You know how Bautista comes out with the uh, the wire, the whistle, and the lights? I think when Cano comes out to play like the Superman theme music, have him wearing a cape. <laughs> I'll come up to like a string, a, a cable string, have him like actually flying down to the mound. This fucking guy. So I saw this posted on Twitter and articles. People were texting me this. So it's everywhere. And it's just basically breaking down how good Cano is compared to the other relief uh, relief pitchers in all of baseball, not just American League, all of baseball. ERA, he's first, of course, with a zero ERA. Whip .16, first in all of baseball. Now, of course, earlier, talking about Tyler Wells with his .72 whip, best in baseball, best in baseball for a starting pitcher. Cano, best in baseball, period. <laughs> uh, B-War, first, 1.7. Uh, GB percentage, which is ground balls, 76.5%. Again, first. BAA, 0.54. He's first. His walks, zero. First. His soft contact, 35.3%. Yeah, that's first. Hard contact, 8.8%. Yep, that's first. The guy is pitching his ass off. Now, had a great April. Here we go. We roll over into May. He's just doing it continue to pitch his ass off he's great so again saturday night when tyler wells gets out of that seventh inning not only was i pumped up and excited for him but you know the cano show's coming out and then Baltista's following up but that started being the conversation a little bit Baltista lately you know having a little control issues making the ninth inning a little shakier <laughs> but he does wind up finding a way to win the game, his his fork, um, his splitter, I've noticed, doesn't exactly drop like it did earlier in the season. But who the fuck am I to sit here and complain about Baltista's pitching? So keep him in the closer role. The Kenosha in the eighth, Baltista in the ninth. Keep it rolling. If it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> now, when they were playing, when I saw the schedule, Atlanta, Tampa, Pittsburgh. Look, I was one of those guys. All right, Orioles, let's see what you're made of. I didn't go as far as I saw some people throwing out there. Well, they're going to be exposed. (laughs) Oh, the glass half full. Look, they call me negative Nate, but I wasn't at that point where I'm like, yep, y'all are going to get exposed. I was nervous. I was worried. Things weren't looking too well when they were giving up all those runs against the Royals, the worst offense in the league. And I'm like, holy shit, you got to face Atlanta, Tampa and Pittsburgh. You better get your shit together. So, yeah, I was one of them. I was worried. But boy, oh, boy. Look at the Orioles go. Oh, the fun times. Everybody's on the Orioles bandwagon right now. Everybody's loving the ride. Hop on. A little bit of room. A little bit of room left. Now, when I say bandwagon, I'm not talking about Birdland. I'm not talking about the Orioles fans. You know who I'm talking about. Those fans who had Nats jerseys on for a good amount of years. A few years back, maybe starting from 2018 into 2019. Now, all of a sudden, they walk into your house and they have an Orioles jersey on. You're like, interesting. I didn't know there was still room on the bandwagon. Oh, there is. So you know those who I'm talking about, the Orioles bandwagon. Uh, Something funny here. Saw a lot of people (laughs) up in arms. And look, 
the baseball world, sports media, Orioles are getting a ton of attention on uh, sports networks, TV shows, radio shows, MLB network. Yeah, everybody's loving the Orioles right now. Why not? They're entertaining. They're one of the best teams in baseball. If you ask me, they're the best team in baseball. Now, Steve Phillips, who does a radio show for MLB radio network, a lot of these guys, when they're not getting the clicks or the downloads or the ratings they get, a lot of times they give what's called a clickbait opinion. They think to themselves, well, what can I say that pretty much doesn't make a bit of sense? It's going to piss off a lot of fans. And then that way, hey, look, look at Steve Phillips. He's trending on Twitter. But most of it is just a lazy shitbag opinion. I don't listen to a show. I only heard the like 30 second audio. Somebody was tweeting, retweeting. I I think even Ryan Ripken got involved in it because he was trying to express of what a jackass statement to make. But Steve Phillips goes on about the Orioles record being the second best in baseball. And then he's like proud of himself, like this big, awesome, hot take talking about how, well, they're not the second best team in baseball. You can hear it in his tone. Like, yeah, this is great. I think he says something, something about the Orioles pitching's not that well, but then the most idiotic, stupid fucking statement he made stating that the Orioles have won games that they don't deserve. Just a fucking moron. You know how difficult it is to win in professional sports, regardless what sport it is? And then this shitbag comes on the air talking about they don't deserve these wins. Fucking asshole. (laughs) So, of course, people are up in arms, retweeting it, expressing their opinions about him, about how he's wrong. Whatever the case is, it's just clickbait opinions. It reminds me a lot of what's it, uh, Colin Coward. Now, I listen to his show every now and then, but my God, he's wrong a lot. (laughs) But boy, does he bring in the ratings and, you know, he likes to just throw a lot of nonsense out there that if it sticks, he looks like an absolute genius. But if it doesn't happen, you know, it's not the, the craziest thing because he was going out on a limb anyway. But old Steve Phillips, I guess he's just not getting the ratings and clicks and downloads that he wants. And he's like, hmm, what can I do? Oh, okay, I'll say this. The Orioles, best team in baseball. They're not, they don't deserve their wins. Whatever the fuck he said. Go fuck yourself, Steve Phillips. What's <laughs> the matter with him? Oh, I love this season. I love this team. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Want to hear what's on your mind? Join in on the fun on Twitter at fullcountchaos. It doesn't get any easier for the Orioles. They just need to keep winning these games, keep winning series. They got the Angels, Blue Jays, Yankees, Rangers. Hopefully on the next podcast. We can sit here and have a good old fucking time talking about how they took care of the Angels and the Blue Jays and the Yankees. And I don't care in my heart, no matter where the Orioles are, they're the best team in baseball. Damn it. Of course, I always want to hear what's on your mind. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Got some guests coming up in the near future. I've been loving it. It's just you and I here on the show. But yeah, I got to get some other people on here. Gotta go back and forth a little bit. Somebody across the table on the other line, you know, bring in some, uh, some other family members from Birdland on the show. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time.